0: It'd be interesting to see if eventually big companies start to push or pull people back into the office. Because of course, like I get it from a business, from a commercial, from a real estate standpoint, you know, uh, people not being in the building, you know, how do you justify that cost on your, on your, on your, you know, on your records?
1: Your balance
0: you, sheet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on your balance sheet. How do you, how do you justify? you know, the operating expenses, if people are not actually using it, it's not being operated. So I get that, you know, but at the same time, like I said, with this coronavirus and, you know, uh we're not sure about the future of the coronavirus, you know, that new normal thing may be a thing. It may be a thing for real. You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And this is
1: Nico Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy
2: Diva.
0: And welcome back to the Snob OS show, the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. We definitely want to welcome you all back. This is show number 138, uh, and we're going to jump right into the show with the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. So uh, this first story is hot. Off the presses, uh, I just uh, put added it to the show notes like maybe an hour ago. Uh, this is something I've been waiting on. I thought it was gonna be an iOS 15. Uh, it probably is the finished product, but right now you can actually go to the iCloud Plus Beta website and actually get your get a custom domain that you can use to send and receive email via iCloud. So, of course, you got to be an iCloud plus a subscriber, you know, where you get the, you know, whether you're choosing the, the, um, the storage space, you know, once you do that, if you go to the iCloud beta website and you can actually use your own custom domains. So, of course, you have to own this domain. Uh, but once you do, you have to go through the process. And it's pretty simple. I kind of looked at it. I haven't had time to play with it. That'll probably be something I do this evening. Because I actually do have a custom domain name that I want to use. And um, it's so much easier now that, you know, again, I've got all Apple products. So it makes sense. And I pay for the iCloud Plus. So it makes sense to just go ahead and add it there versus doing it in Outlook or not Outlook. Excuse me, Microsoft 365 or doing it in um, uh, Google Apps for Business. Because, you know, you got to you got to pay for those via subscription mm-hmm. since I'm already paying for iCloud Plus. I might as well add, add this anything. to it. Right. In addition to just doing a custom domain uh, with the iCloud plus beta or even iCloud plus when it's actually released, you get private relay, which is Apple calls it private relay. But it pretty much for the most part is Apple VPN, which uh, secures and transcripts, uh, transcript, transcribes and secures your email. Um, I mean, not, not your email, your Internet traffic. As you're going, you know, using Safari, using those other services, uh, you get to go through uh, the Apple Private Relay, which keeps your data safe. Uh, another feature is hide my email towards built into mail Safari and other services that will allow you to randomize unique emails. So if you're signing up for something and you're not really sure if you want people to be if you want to give out your permanent email address, you can give a one time email just to sign up for this offer just to sign up for this newsletter or whatever you can get a randomized email. Like if you're going to uh, the perfect excuse uh, use for this is like you're selling stuff on Craigslist, selling stuff via um, all of those third party seller apps where you can say your personal personal stuff. You can come up with a uh, uh, randomized one time email to use for that. And then the last thing is um, unlimited HomeKit secure video cameras so you can use iCloud plus if you use HomeKit for like uh, your cameras, like if you want to put cameras around your house, those stay within iCloud Plus, uh, iCloud Plus a uh, secure video. So you don't have to pay for another service like a lot of these cameras like Ring, like um, uh, a couple with different ones. You know, mm-hmm. you have to pay for their own service to store your video. If you are using HomeKit, you can use iCloud Plus. Uh, and that'll give you unlimited cameras to where normally you just get like three or four or something like that. So, um, I guess the question to you is, will you be, uh, checking this out or are you emailed out already?
1: Um, I'll probably check it out because I know I have, I've forgotten, I mean, how you can just buy domains and, you know, I have like so many domains and I got like three or four of them renewed. Was a couple of weeks ago. I forgot I even had them, so mm-hmm. um, I may try it out with with one of those just to kind of see if it's worth you know investing the time in. But I think it's really a good pivot because nobody really uses uh you know I won't say nobody really uses, but iCloud is not one of those things that people you know really talk about or. It's it's not really flashy, and it's just kind of like something that's kind of out there. If you use mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. I randomly log into iCloud. I just use, if I'm using like email or whatever, it's already on my phone, so I don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to go and log into iCloud.com or whatever. So I think it's a great pivot as well for iCloud to kind of brand itself as, um, you know, in a new and improved. That's why I guess I have the plus. So yeah, uh, you definitely going to try it out.
0: Yeah, something you actually would want to use versus just something working right. in the black background. Yeah, right. that makes sense. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm definitely looking forward to it specifically because I have a domain that we're going to start using for the family. Uh, and, um, you know, th- I was eventually going to put it in, you know, uh, Google Apps for Business or Microsoft 365. But since I've grandfathered into those where I'm paying for them for free, <laughs> I don't want to mm-hmm. then add something else. So since I'm already right. paying for iCloud for, you know, family storage, you know, family purchases, all that good stuff, might as well use it for this. And like I said, since I've already got, you know, all Apple products, there's nothing just to use the mail app, you know, to uh, set that up for the family. All right. All right. Next up, uh, Tim Cook's 10 year anniversary is this week. Um, I just wanted to I put some bullet nut, bullet points, just kind of give the highlights of Apple since Tim Cook took over, I'm just gonna go ahead and read a couple of these uh, revenue for Apple is up from twenty eight billion in twenty eleven to eighty one billion in twenty twenty one market value um, from it started to under five hundred billion in twenty eleven up to two point four trillion in twenty twenty one. Apple went from sixty thousand employees before Tim Cook to one hundred forty-seven thousand in just ten years. An investment, and this is for all my stock people out there, an investment of a thousand dollars in Apple stock on August twenty-fourth, twenty eleven, would be worth more than sixteen thousand as of Monday, uh, and over a thirty-two percent annual rate of return if they invested at all. So, if you took a thousand dollars, put it all in Apple stock. As of this week, you would have 16, a little over $16,000 if you didn't do anything. And then just a couple of the products that was launched under Tim Cook, uh, Apple Watch, probably by far the most popular one. AirPods, HomePod, HomeKit, Apple Card were just the ones that I could even think off the top of my head. Of course, you know, the the streaming, not no streaming, um, Apple TV. Yeah, Apple TV Plus uh, came under Tim Cook. Um, iCloud, we just talked about it with, you know, iCloud uh, Plus that was launched under Tim Cook, you know, so on top of, you know, you know, um, streamlining the, you know, uh, supply chain, which is what Tim Cook was doing before he took over as CEO. So just wanted to do a shout out to uh, Tim Cook's 10 year anniversary and just to kind of highlight, the fact that they have a market value of $2.4 trillion. Oh, That's and, insane. Right, right. So I guess the question to you is, do you think that this was Tim Cook's doing or was just Tim Cook put in command of a ship that was already taken off and was automatically going to get to these heights and do all this cool stuff and launch all these new products, even if Tim Cook wasn't there, if it was random person that they said, hey, you, CEO, do you think they would do all of this, or is Tim Cook kind of put his own spin that enables that enables Apple to do all these cool things?
1: I don't know. I think it's really hard to say because the brand recognition alone would likely sustain apple's success mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, you know in order to stay on top, you have to keep you know mm-hmm. delivering. Innovative ideas, you know, doing it in an innovative way, Mm -hmm. keeping, retaining your current base while, you know, bringing in more people as well. Um, I don't know what the roadmap looked like, you know, when uh, Steve Jobs passed. I knew he was sick, so he knew he was passing away. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if he kind of outlined some things that he wanted, Mm -hmm. and Tim kind of just picked them up and took them, um, you know, brought them, you know, to reality. Mm -hmm. But the fact is that heading this company, is huge and the fact that he's been able to do it in the last you know run it in the last 10 years and Mm -hmm. be successful i think you know he definitely um deserves his props on this because not everybody can take on you know this conglomerate this thing that was so synonymous with steve jobs and continue to keep the machine rolling because it was so apple is so Linked to Steve Jobs, but for him to be able to step in the, into that role and keep it, keep the train moving and not only moving, but, you know, moving pretty rapidly, I think, you know, he definitely deserves his his props for that.
0: Right, right. Definitely uh, Rapid rapidly is a good word because some of these numbers don't add up to steady incline or increase. They're like rapid increase, you know, to go from 60,000 employees to 147,000 employees. You know, I think if you... Divide, you know, well, math, which is what I'm not about to do. (laughs) Not about to do it at all. (laughs) Well, it's more than
1: double. He's increased it more than double in ten years.
0: Right, right, yeah. There, there, you go, math. Right. (laughs) Um, I will say, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Tim Cook specifically did anything specifically. To actually, ago, <laughs> but I will say Apple has been willing to try more things under Tim Cook that they absolutely would not have done under Steve Jobs if he was still here. You know, there's a lot of things that uh, Apple has tried, they have pushed, they've championed for, you know, a lot of things that they would do that I guarantee you, um, you Steve Jobs. That? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh um, we'll
1: let it go. But yeah, yeah,
0: Steve Jobs definitely would not have uh tried some of these things. And some of them worked. You know, like um I think I think I wanna say Steve Jobs is maybe working on Apple Watch or had the idea for Apple Watch and then Tim Cook carried the torch. But some of these things like HomePod, like Apple card, you know, getting into the finances, financial services, you know, I definitely don't th- I definitely don't think that's something that Steve Jobs would have done and you know, just Tim Cook being who he is, you know, some of the things that he's championed, you know, uh LBG, LGBT, you know, um awareness. You know, I'm the type of person that I heard Steve Jobs was. I don't think he would have stepped into those waters. You know, I think that's something specifically that's something specifically that Tim Cook probably championed. You know, so you, you got to give him his props. You know, you, you yeah. could make a very good point. You can make you can make a sound argument that Apple was a smooth sailing ship. And all they did is just let him stand out there and dry for a little bit. You know, no iceberg, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in, in the past at all.
1: Waters, no storms. Yeah, right. Right.
0: So but you got to give him his props for some of the things. Like I said, some of the stuff he tried, Steve Jobs would not have touched. So I got to give him his props for that.
1: And I think it's probably more relaxed under Tim as well. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I could tell, you know, Steve Jobs was kind of ruled by a bit of a, of an iron fist. He had his thoughts on, you know, how things should go and not super flexible. And mm-hmm. I think under Tim, he's, you know, he's willing to, to try, like you said, he's willing to try some things that right. may or may not work.
0: Right. Specifically with the Apple events. Right. You know, they kind of uh, lightened up when Tim Cook took over. They, they'll make their little jokes. You know, uh, they've got all their inside jokes from the, you know, Apple events. You know, when coronavirus hit, you know, all of the, you know, the way that they transitioned pretty smoothly. You know, a lot of people griped because it wasn't live. But outside of that, nobody had an actual problem with how they did it. You know, I think mm-hmm. the, uh, the, whole, the whole problem is why? Because of coronavirus. You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, they definitely relaxed things over an apple, uh, speaking and
1: some, of, about, and some of the snarkiness for you and some of the snarkiness as well, when it comes to competition with like Samsung or mm-hmm. with some of the others, I don't know if, 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 if Steve jobs would have been that willing to be a little bit snarky or cheeky or, cheekier, or have you want to call it as it relates to some, you know, competition.
0: Right. Right. So, yeah, I was gonna say, speaking of relaxed, um, <laughs> employees, mm-hmm. Are pretty much not going back to Apple Park, which is one of the things that Tim Cook did. Uh, yeah, Tim Cook did in his time, you know, building that, uh, beautiful, uh, you know, structure. Spaceship. Yeah, mm-hmm. spaceship, you know, called Apple Park. Uh, I guess employees really not geeked about uh, getting back to Apple Park. So I guess, um, there's
1: competition and everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They really weren't trying to go back, which I mean, makes sense, you know, I get as, it. as beautiful as probably modern probably as convenient it was yeah, yeah, to be there. You know, people would rather be at home. You know, uh, there's stories on top of stories and top of studies that prove that people are working harder, are more productive, or at the very least, there is no change. You know, there's no lack in productivity. There's no... It's not a
2: decrease.
0: Right, it's not a decrease, you know, working from home. And of course, you know, you add in the Delta variant that's coming, you know, um, Apple has decided to, you know, push the staff, from returning to office until January, of course, amid oversurging coronavirus cases. And like we mentioned, the new trend that people are starting to grow accustomed to the idea of working remote. Um, Apple had already postponed its planned office return to October. So pushing it back a couple months. months uh, and then, you know, Apple's not the only company doing it. You know, uh, Facebook, Amazon, all these big giants are starting to, you know, Recognize that maybe coming back to work right now is not the best or the ideal time to actually do it. So it'd be interesting to see. If eventually big companies start to push or pull people back into the office, because, of course, like I get it from a business, from a commercial, from a real estate standpoint, you know, uh, people not being in the building. You know, how do you justify that cost on your, on your, on your, you know, on your records?
1: Your balance
0: you, sheet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on your balance sheet. How do you, how do you justify, you know, the operating expenses if people are not actually using it? It's not being operated. So I get that, you know, but at the same time, like I said, with this coronavirus and, you know, uh, we're not sure about the future of the coronavirus, you know, that new normal thing may be a thing. It may be a thing for real to where there's just some new things we're just going to have to grow accustomed to. I'm holding there's out.
1: No, there's no there's no more. I don't know how people are, are, are saying going back to normal or pre-pandemic. That ship to me has long since sailed. Mm-hmm. There's no going back to the way we used to do things prior to 2019. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Not sorry, but it's just no way that we can go back to that type of life after, after
0: this. Yep. So, you know, this may just be one of those things that, you know, um, they have to get used to and figure out something, whether it be, you know, partially remote work from home one or two days or whatever, you know, flexibility or something like that. But it'll be interesting to see, you know, come January, how these companies like Apple, you know, decide they're going to do the future of, you know, remote work.
1: And honestly, I just think it's one of those things where because they for this whole October deal. They were pretty headstrong on people coming back. I mean, they weren't letting up at all. And then the employees started doing petitions. They started writing stuff. You know, it, it, was, it was pretty hardcore from the employee side. But the thing is, these companies are going to have to realize people have now almost been working from home almost two years now. Mm-hmm. Putting that genie back in the bottle is not very likely. You've given people a taste of that. They've seen that they can be productive and going back into full time, you know, in office is, I don't see how they can possibly do that. Um, And it, again, every time they think they, they have a solution for people to go back into the office, it gets getting pushed back. And honestly, Fauci said April of 2022, Mm -hmm. we might be all right, but let's see what happens january comes because i suspect that that date is going to get pushed back yet again because we just don't have control over this virus people aren't willing to sacrifice you know in the interim icus in you know almost half of the country are at 90 percent capacity Mm -hmm. or, or greater schools are now opening up so that's that's bringing up in a whole new um you know level to it so you know Apple, Facebook, Amazon, any other company. Um, I think it's one of those things where it's probably, let's just say this date, but it's really a play by ear to see how it kind of fleshes out.
0: Because Yeah. We well, well, they're going to eventually drag some people back in, uh, kicking and screaming. Some people may leave the company, which is, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of that's going to happen. But eventually mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to, figure out some way to make it not as severe for people to come back. Uh, it just, it'll just see what the fallout is. We just got to wait and see. Yeah. All right. All right. So that is it for the lowdown. Uh, we'll move over to second string where we talk all things technology in general. Uh, first story I got is Instagram is giving away with swipe up links for users with over 10,000 followers. Uh, Instagram was kind of being specific. Elitist is not the word, but you had to be a, a certain status in order to use the swipe up to add links to Instagram stories. Well, now they've decided to uh, do away with that 10,000 follower uh, baseline and let anybody add links to external websites. If you're promoting something, if you're selling something, you know, or if you just want to spread, share the good news uh, and they're replacing the swipe up. With stickers. So. I'm not a big IG story user, but there are some people who get real fancy with all of the captions and all of the images and the gifts and mm-hmm. all the sprucing up <laughs> that people do of their IG stories. Well, uh, there'll be a, there'll be a sticker available on August 30th, which is uh, looks like next week to where if you do an IG story and you want to add a link to that IG story, you'll be able to add a sticker. I, I, I'm assuming it's going to call it link, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> but you'll be able to put a link uh via a sticker. So I just want to let people know that because like I said, there's a lot of people out there who are heavy in these Instagram streets and they use stories mm-hmm. a lot. And it has been a barrier uh, for me specifically because every once in a while I'll get somebody that wants to uh get a brand rather that wants to use me to promote something, and then of course, if I like it, and if it makes sense, and if I think my people will um, find it of use, I'll do it. But one of the ways they want you to promote it is to, you know, add a link in a swipe up. And I'm like, hey,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I can't do nothing for you because I ain't at that ten thousand people <laughs> mark. <laughs> I ain't got it like that. So right. now you know, people. It have, have to be a
1: link in bio.
0: And it have to be a link in a bio, and you know. Uh, which you bring up a good point. It'll be interesting to see how some of those link in bio uh, uh, services that have popped up specifically because of the limitations as it relates to links in Instagram as a whole. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how they react or adapt to this, you know, because Instagram seems like they are easing that a little bit. Now, you still can't put links in your social feed. You know, you still got to do the LinkedIn bio to get stuff like that out. Um, but it seems like they've eased up on a little bit. And, you know, if this is popular, you may see Instagram finally let people add links to stories. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see how people adapt to that. Yeah. Yep.
1: Just the way that it could, keeps evolving.
0: Right. 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 <laughs> evolving. Yeah. Uh, so the next story I got is SpaceX, uh, which is Elon Musk's, um, what do you call that what do you call space 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 company <laughs> I know there's another another yeah. word for it intergalactic I don't know <laughs> is uh, space his, yeah. his, his his space company um, is going to ship a hundred thousand Starlink broadband terminals to users so basically what this is is Starlink is Elon Musk's plan for blanketing the earth. With broadband services using satellites, specifically for people in rural households. So, if you think people out in the densely populated parts of the country, you know, people with uh, don't have or not close enough to the city to get uh, fiber optic or cable or even DSL over a telephone line broadband mm-hmm. service, they're using some makeshift, you know, weird slow you know, broadband Mm -hmm. connectivity, which isn't fair. Like you said, the same thing that we say for people in, you know, the digital divide, same thing for people who have limited access to broadband. You know, there are families out there who are just using the internet via their smartphones. Just like we say there's a right for people to be have access to the internet, you know, in the in the in the rural in the urban areas, the, you know, for Um, underrepresented, um, underrepresented groups, rural people living in these rural country, uh, counties and countries are underrepresented as well. So they have just as much right to access as well. So Elon Musk has taken up that challenge and has launched what 10,000, if I read it correctly, like 10,000 satellites in the, you know, using SpaceX. And mm-hmm. he's going to start sending these kits. It's a $500 starter kit that includes the terminal, which looks like a satellite dish, but much smaller. Not like those old satellite dishes, you know, uh, dish yeah, network. It, on your it, house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're much smaller, much more profile, you know, not less intrusive. Um, it comes with a wi- wifi router, power supply and cables and a mounting tripod. So you think of like, it almost reminds me of the um, terrestrial antennas that people use. Like if you don't want to have cable and you don't want to use Internet, you know, you can still get ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox via uh, rabbit ears, quote unquote mm-hmm. rabbit ears. You know, if you go to Amazon, you can buy a HD antenna and it's about the size of an iPad that you hang on the wall or you put outside your house and you get terrestrial you know, over the air television. But it
1: makes me what what it makes me think of is in the movie uh, Independence Day. Mm -hmm. If you remember the Jeff Goldblum character, he -hmm. goes up to the White House. He's trying Mm -hmm. to get in. He reaches in, puts this little satellite on the top of his car, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you see it kind of open up and kind of kind of spins, and he's able to connect his um has a laptop and his Mm -hmm. phone to be able to get a direct feed into the White House. So that's just kind of visual. That I get, you know, right. when
0: I think of this. No, no, that's exactly what it is. So uh, it's $500 for the kit and then $99 a month for uh, the beta subscription. Of course, it's all new. So, you know, prices and things may change as it gets more popular. But I think it's a good idea. You know, the whole the whole thing with him going almost into space using SpaceX, you know, that was, of course, not necessarily a gimmick, but uh, intergalactic travel, I guess, is going to be a thing in the future. But before that, you know, being able to use SpaceX to actually provide broadband internet to rural households definitely more to me more impressive. Of a, yeah, more of an impressive feat than going to they almost just skimming space. Her. I mean, skimming <laughs> space because
1: right. I all they just kind of skimmed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I think it's a great idea as well. My only concern is the five hundred dollars and the ninety nine dollars a month. I grew up in a small town. So I know the lack of access. We live kind of like where my parents live. It's kind of like in the city part mm-hmm. of the country. So mm-hmm. they have, you know, Wi-Fi and all that stuff. But like where, you know, so mm-hmm. my grandparents, well, before they pass, you know, the houses out there, I mean, mm-hmm. it's way out in the country.
2: Mm-hmm. It's just
1: farm, 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 farm. House, farm, 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 farm. A house, just vast, a flat flatlands where, again, a lot of people aren't using the the technology is super slow, or they're using it on their phones, or mm-hmm. the access isn't great. So my only concern is, you know, the digital divide just being in a different way. Mm-hmm. Because if you have folks out there who can afford to get this kit mm-hmm. and pay the fee, mm-hmm. then sure they'll get it. But then you have the whole point of, like you said, the digital divide, because not everybody is going to be able to afford $500 for a starter kit and 9 dollars a month for just internet. It's no phone. It's no cable. It's no nothing. So this is just right. an additional bill that you know, may cause problems. And again, it is in beta. So maybe that price will come down. I would like to see if they are doing this, this be, you know, if... If it could have like some sort of philanthropic uh, angle to it. Right. So, you know, we're going to sell these to some, but we're going to also say set aside 15 or 20% to, you know, donate or to have on a trial. If you want to use them as testers, you know, just find some kind of way to make it beneficial and accessible to folks who may not have the $500 for the starter kit and the $99 a month for the monthly subscription.
0: Right. Yeah. You're, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, traditional satellite cable, satellite cable is oxymoron, satellite uh, television service like uh, Dish Network and what was the other one? It was Dish and DirecTV. DirecTV. To get all that stuff, it was about $500 to get all that. So that, and that was just for television, right? And then on top of them having to Pay for something else to get internet, right? So even though $500 seems like a lot and it is a lot for somebody that don't got it. <laughs> but you know, if you think about those families that do have it, mm-hmm. you, they're actually saving a little That's bit a deal. because yeah. they're just getting internet with the $500 for the starter kit and the $99 a month that will enable them to then cut costs because now they don't need if it works, right? They don't also need television. They can, you know, stream off of Apple TV, Roku, Netflix, Mm -hmm. Disney, all these other streaming services. And it's just one service. It's not internet connectivity in the rural area and having to pay for uh, Dish Network or other satellite companies to get entertainment, right? You just consolidate, you know, for the one fee. But again, like you said, there are some people who Can't afford it at all, you know, and if he's really using this to, you know, close the get digital divide, it would be nice to figure out a way to give people access, whether they got the money or not. All right. All right. So that is it for second string. Let's move right into for the culture where we talk anything uh, we want to talk about uh, social media culture or anything like that. Uh, The first thing that I could think about that's happened kind of recently was actually kind of been a story over the last week or so. Uh, OnlyFans uh, I'd say last week or so decided that they were going to ban or prohibit pornography from their site. People like me was like uh, you can use OnlyFans for something else. Reason why I say for right. me because only I thing I know. It exactly. I thought it because again reason why I think OnlyFans popped up as popular over the past year or so is because of COVID. People can't work. You know, the, the people who...
2: Every, shut
0: down. Uh, you know, the pornography industry as yeah, regular kind of changed. People are scrambling. They're out of work, you know, and this was a safe new way to, you know, make money and it became popular because of pornography. So... For fans who didn't turn around and say, yeah, uh, we're going to ban pornography now. Was almost, you got
2: stop
1: so now we're going to drop you real quick. Right, right. Hey, well, we get this money over
0: here. Right, so it's almost like a slap in the face to where, you know, the thing that made them popular, the thing that made them money, then they turn around and turn their back. Like Nika right. mentioned, uh, one of the reasons why behind the ban originally was because transactional companies like Chase, MasterCard. Uh, were declining or reversing the transactions from OnlyFans because they themselves didn't necessarily want to work with a company that dealt, be associated with these type of companies. Of course, users took the internet, spoke out, you know, um uh, a lot of people, you know, forecast the end of OnlyFans because of all the people who would leave because of the fact that they were promoting, uh, they were prohibiting pornography. Uh, but in addition to that, um, <laughs> something I read that was interesting, um, one of the reasons why, uh, possibly one of the reasons why, in addition to getting all this feedback from users and public, uh, was because OnlyFans revealed that they had profit margins in upwards of 300 million. So let me repeat that. Let me put it in context. Not mm-hmm. revenue not revenue. Revenue is how much money a company makes. They didn't make revenue in upwards of $300 million. Profit of $300 million. This is revenue.
1: So the revenue was probably two-thirds that amount.
0: Right. The revenue was two-thirds that amount. Then you take out the overhead, how much it costs to run the company. After that, the take-home profit.
2: What they
1: put in their pockets is the $300 million.
0: Even after paying people. So you would think profit margins, they would use that pay the CEOs, pay the employees, no. That's included in the revenue. Revenue is paying people. After they paid everybody, after they paid for everything in their pockets in the bank was $300 million. $300 in their
1: savings account.
0: So what happened was after OnlyFans revealed that a lot of these banks was like, oh, wait a minute. Y'all making money, 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 money. We, I, right, we'll, we'll, we'll let the pornography in. <laughs> so, okay. so yeah. after they revealed that they had those profit margins, then all of a sudden they was able to secure the, uh, the relationships that they needed to continue. So then they said, "Oh, we back, right?" So they have done an right. about face on banning pornography. So I guess the question I was going to ask you is, do you think it was the money, or do you think it was the public and the threat of people? Coming, uh, leaving OnlyFans and the public speaking out so vehemently because of the fact that that's what made them popular. Again, I've never been on OnlyFans. I don't know anybody on OnlyFans, but it makes sense. I understand why people were upset. You know, I'm I'm not a heavy. <laughs> I ain't in the pornography industry or nothing like that. But again, like I said, I can understand why people were upset because it's like you know, uh how how dare you? You know uh turn your back on what made you be in a position to where you are now. And I think that's what a lot of people felt. And morally and ethically it makes sense. But I guess the question to you is, is morals and ethics enough? It was the money. It was the money.
1: I read, <laughs> it, was, I, it was straight money. Because I was reading on Twitter, someone did a really great thread about it. And it wasn't necessarily only fans ditching its space. It was they weren't able. They weren't going to be able to do any type of financial transaction right. with these huge companies, like you right. said, Mastercard, J.P. Morgan Chase, all of these folks, because there are. I have to go back and find the thread, but it's the way that it's it's written legally in legal oh. ease okay. that you can't accept um, funds from certain um, types of work. Mm-hmm. So it was sex work, and I mm-hmm. was, I have to go back and find the story. The story was fascinating. It wasn't necessarily, people thought olden oh, fans were just like, hey, you know, we done made all our money off of the sex workers. Now we've got to go and make, you know, legitimate content. No, right. it was the fact that they couldn't process the transactions through mm-hmm. these companies because it was written. In the contracts that they couldn't accept money from sex work and the thing Mm -hmm. was it's only jp morgan chase and mastercard now but visa was probably going to come along soon Mm -hmm. Uh, american express is probably going to come along soon so Mm -hmm. that's limiting the number of companies that they could use to do these financial transactions Mm -hmm. so that's why they were shipping content because they weren't going to be able to sustain it Mm -hmm. and then like you said when these companies saw the, pro- the transactional company saw, whoa, this is a gang of money. So wait a minute. Let me go back and let's, let's rethink this whole right. sex work notion. Right. But I think if it hadn't been for the public outcry, I don't think OnlyFans would have released this information right. as it relates to their finances um, To for these companies to even see, you know, oh, wait. Y'all got it like that, mm-hmm. so I think it was a combination. But at the end of the day, I think the bottom line is money. And when sex workers, sex worker advocates, and allies started writing about this and showing, you know, that it's really discriminatory practices because this is legal sex work.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so, true. so
1: I, so, so I think when you get that perfect storm of we're gonna take this away, but We have all of these people writing about it, talking about it. We have now we have a public relations nightmare. Now they're saying we're anti Mm -hmm. sex work, we're discriminatory. So now we got to kind of save face. But in the course of them trying to save face, they realize that, oh, we can increase our bottom line and make more money. So it makes us look good that we're saying, yeah, you know what? We're going to do better for this community
0: because Mm -hmm. we
1: respect them. No, you don't respect
2: them. (laughs)
0: money right you figured out a way to make it all work yes under the guise under the guise of supporting the community right Right. (laughs) exactly yeah so yeah it's crazy like i said the the amount of people you know like i said i personally don't you know i'm not i I wouldn't be considered the customer base you know but at the same time i get it you know it's like you know a lot of people felt you know it's like oh man so so the man got you, too, right? <laughs> but like the you
1: mentioned, how right. many people were using OnlyFans in their music? How many yeah. people were using OnlyFans in their scripts? True. So they had the cultural relevance as well. So right. it, all, it all plays in and it all ties in together.
0: Yep. yep. So, yeah, that's interesting. So we'll see. Maybe OnlyFans will do a better job of promoting that you can do other things than just sex work on OnlyFans. Because I think a lot of people myself included was like, oh wait you can do just, other stuff? Yeah,
2: I thought it was just sex work. Yeah, I, it was just sex
0: work. Yeah. <laughs> you can do other then, stuff on there? There was,
1: there was this other company who is similar to OnlyFans and they, and they put out a statement saying, y'all can come over here. We know that our clientele is sex work. We um. aren't going to give up on you. Come over here. We know our audience we know who our customer base will be and we don't have a problem with sex work and paying people and those type of things because mm-hmm. it was somewhere that they were talking about the only other way that they could that sex workers could do this work is to get it in bitcoin and mm-hmm. it was like this whole
0: right. type of work around
1: convoluted web but at the same time it's already hard to Get it into Bitcoin, get it out of Bitcoin, what Bitcoin you're going to put it in, or what crypto, not Bitcoin, what cryptocurrency you're going to put it in. So it's just all these things. Why make it so hard for people to do their work?
0: Well, it's the taboo. You know, we still have a big taboo that, you know, does not exist in other countries. And maybe, you know, that could be a good, not, it's not necessarily, I want to say it could be a good or bad thing. It's taboo. So it's generally, when people are doing something that's kind of sneaky and kind of, you know, mysterious and adds but to the lore. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, if sex work in general was demystified and destigmatized, my guess is they would lose money because it's normal now when things like this are, like I said, the, 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 The sneak, not sneaky, is not the right word. The stigma, the taboo—that's the word. That's what I was looking for. The taboo, as it relates to this, is kind of intriguing, right? When you know, uh, like I mentioned, when if things are destigmatized, they wouldn't make so much money. So it'll be interesting to see if things like OnlyFans—I
1: think it would. I think it would explode. I think it would make so much more money, similar to the weed industry. You know, you just kind of have to do it on the side, you have to do your sneaky hand transactions Mm -hmm. or whatever. Now that it's legal, everybody's doing it and everybody's making a gang of money. I think if anything, they would see probably a lot of people transition out of quote unquote regular work or Mm -hmm. respectable work and go over and make all this money over in the sex industry if the stigma and the shame was taken away from it and it was making legal.
0: Right. Well, I don't know the numbers. I would have to look at like Amsterdam, Amsterdam, and their mm-hmm. red red light district. How mm-hmm. things are over there. I've never been over there, but the way the uh, the accounts that is just normal over there. You know, it's not this. It's,
1: it's just regular. It's it's regular, quote unquote, regular work.
0: Right, and the women are protected, or the workers in general are protected by the government. You know, whatever the case may be, and it's just regular work, right? And yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if that new regular would, like you said, entice more people to come over or, you know, like I said, kind of destigmatize it to where it's not as fun anymore because it's just that, you know, it's just what it is nowadays. It remains to be seen, but, you know, definitely companies like OnlyFans putting it into the forefront definitely will push that conversation forward.
1: And I said, Mm -hmm. let's try it out and see, because the fact that so many there are currently so many sex workers and they aren't protected. Um, mm-hmm. It's very dangerous for them. Right. Um, they don't have any sort of legal protections around it. Right. Um, I think it would, you know, honestly, I think it would make a life a lot better for for sex workers.
2: Right. All
0: right. All right. So last thing and for the culture, uh, your girl, <laughs> Shikari <laughs> Richardson. uh we was waiting on, we, we were denied, we were denied a glimpse into the superstar that she was going to be or was promoting in the Olympics because of mm-hmm. the whole thing that transpired with, you know, all of her mishaps as it relates to her mother, as it relates to the drug tests. We were denied that ability to see, you know, that age old rivalry, which Ain't really a rivalry all that much because the Jamaicans kind of be dusting us <laughs> for the longest. And this
2: girl is the same one, so <laughs> Right. She, right. Yeah. She the was the Jamaicans up and c- have a long
1: history.
0: Right. But in the win, <laughs> but leading up to the Olympics, you know, she caught fire. She carried, uh, she, mm-hmm. she carried a shakari.
1: She carried,
0: she carried Richardson. You know, she caught fire. You know, um, it looked like it was going to be a showdown. During the Olympics, Mm -hmm. but like I mentioned, we were denied that. So after the Olympics are over, they had some international, not international, some national track meet. I don't, yeah, I don't know. In Oregon, okay, so some big track meet that's nationally known. This is what everybody does after the Olympics. This was her first ability, her first appearance to show us
2: against Jamaicans.
0: Yes, to show what she was going to do. You know, all through the Olympics, you know, she was, you know, she was, she was out there in these Twitter streets talking, you know, talking junk. Well, she was, she was definitely letting us know that her presence was not there, right? I don't even call it talking junk. It was just she was like, you know,
1: she's an athlete, a superstar athlete. She was doing what superstar athletes do.
0: Yes, you know, and the fact that she's young, like I said, she grew yeah. up in this Twitter, social media environment. She's definitely the, Gen Z. Right, so all that led up to this track meet, you know, anticipation was up, you know, everything was up, we finally was going to see, or, you know, United States was possibly going to have us, you know, maybe back on top as it relates to these track meets. Track meet starts and uh, <laughs> She finishes, (laughs) she finishes, but I mean, she finished dead last, you know, and of course, the internet does what the internet does. Build somebody
1: up and rip them down.
0: Right, right. And let her have it. I mean, the jokes, I mean, everything came fast and furious, you know. Still
2: going.
0: Still, yeah, still ongoing. The Jamaicans, rightfully so, you know, had their day, you know, do their, you know, gloat because to mm-hmm. the winner goes the spoils. I'm pretty sure if Shikari would have gotten first, second, or third, or at the very least gave them a run for their money, I'm pretty sure her and or the, uh, uh,
1: the Americans. Oh,
0: yeah. We would have been talking cash crazy. Cash uh,
2: trash. Yes. But
0: that, but that didn't happen. Like I said, to the winner goes the spoils, and uh they lit her up on social media yeah. but But, in addition to that, the age old you know she needed to be humbled, she had no business running her mouth, that's what you get for you know talking all that smack uh athletes are supposed to be seen and not heard she that's what you get, you know all these. You know, all of the the traditional stereotypic, maybe even racial, I don't know, question mark, uh, things came up. And I guess the question to you I wanted to ask is. In general, not your personal opinion, well, I mean, give me your personal opinion, but do you think the Internet jumped on her? Because that's what the Internet does. Or do you think they had a specific agenda specifically for her based on her actions, based on her, you know, tweeting, based on her attitude? Do you think that they specifically attacked her and use this as her? OK. Calm down. You need to be humbled. Now you'll act right. You know, what do you how do you think they, you know, what? The, the general idea of it and then specifically you can tell me how you felt about the whole situation
1: two things can be true at the same time okay. as i've said many times before i definitely think she could get these jokes because mm-hmm. the jokes were funny mm-hmm. and i did cackle at quite a few because it was funny um and i think at the same time um as i said when we were first coming into the story is people love to look people up to tear them down Mm -hmm. so i think the internet was doing what the internet does Mm -hmm. slash here we go with the massage noir because in my personal opinion the way i saw it was i honestly didn't expect her to win Okay. I don't think I expected her to place in one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. Because you have to realize the Olympics just ended. Right. The the women most ran. of the women, most of the field that were ran, mm-hmm. they were still off,
0: a high. off the high
1: from mm-hmm. off the high from the Olympics and off the training from the Olympics. Mm-hmm. This girl hasn't ran in nine weeks
2: mm-hmm.
1: professionally.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So my thing was she hasn't she's probably still been training. But Mm -hmm. she training and competition are two different things. Right, it's two different mindsets. You're coming off the Olympics with your gold medals. You got swag on top of swag on top of swag. You really feeling yourself. And honestly, I think I don't. I'm not a kinesiologist. I don't know about like the medical stuff. But it has to be some sort of muscle memory as well from just doing all of this running in the peak of your sport. The Olympics is the the peak for for these type of athletes. Mm -hmm. They don't have you know, you know uh, a, a season, go, right. A season, right. Mm-hmm. This is what they train for for four years mm-hmm. is to go to the Olympics. So I think in the respect of her and her ability, I don't think that this is really indicative of her ability to run because we've seen her run. We've seen mm-hmm. her times. She's a national champion mm-hmm. uh, collegiately. So she has the skill. Personally, mm-hmm. I think, you take in all the hype. She was probably uh-huh. super, super hyped. To uh-huh. be on track. Show them what I got, show them what I got. She probably overcompensated, more uh-huh. than likely. Uh-huh. And the fact, she probably wasn't even taken into account. These women just came from the Olympics, where they racked up all the medals. Uh-huh. They got them all. So, plus, the Jamaicans have been kicking our butts for the longest time. So, right. it's not one of those things where, oh my God, it's the Jamaicans came out of nowhere. No the Jamaicans been there. Right. And you can't tell me that the Jamaicans weren't already primed and prepped because they they're the they're the champions. They're the Olympic champions and right. all everybody's talking about is Shikari when she wasn't even there. Right. So you know, they had they probably had a huge chip on their shoulder as well, like, oh we gotta really show this chip, you know, what's the game is we gotta show the world what the game is she's not about to come in here and make us look stupid after we just picked up all the gold medals so i think those things were at play as well now for my personal opinion on the whole humbling aspect i am not a fan specifically of trying to humble black women particularly because Mm -hmm. people try and humble us all the time Mm -hmm. for the minutest of things. You got a new car. Oh, you ain't going to be able to afford it. I hope you got enough money. But people are always trying to Mm -hmm. humble Black women at every turn. I don't care whether it's in your work, in your clothes, in Mm -hmm. your appearance, in the way you walk, in the way... People are always trying to humble Black women. Right. So my thing is this is a Mm 21-year-old young lady. Mhm. mama just died a mm-hmm. couple of months ago she had little spotlight and then they took it away
0: from days, it right.
1: it was like she was globally everywhere mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where again they build you up to tear you down mm-hmm. and from what I saw it was so many black men mm. just willing to go in and just go hard and just beat them beat them beat them beat them, beat them. Mm-hmm. and you have to know that she probably, even though in her press conference after she was still talking cash trash, mm-hmm. which, which our athletes do, um, you you it had to take a toll on her. Mm-hmm. And now she's trending on every platform, on every media mm-hmm. station. People just saying you would you you're not this, you're not that, you this, you not. I mean, it just has to be so much extra stuff. Mm-hmm. And like she said, she posted, she was like finishing at night, the only one way to go is up. So, you know, I think she's taking it in stride. I hope that she has people around her who can love on her, because this is a lot Mm -hmm. to take in. This is a lot to take on, especially when you're just 21, just finishing college, to be on this stage with this many people just viciously, viciously attacking you. And in my perspective, I think a lot, because she is a young Black, brash woman.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: LaMelo Ball is out here calling himself the golden child. Mm -hmm. Bro, this is your first year in the league. You did all right, but you played for the Charlotte Hornets, and y'all was trash. But Mm -hmm. you out here on magazine covers, GQ Express, calling Mm yourself the golden child. Does anybody say anything about him? Does anybody say anything? You know, when you think of like your Terrell Owens or your, um, I'm thinking Ocho Cinco even though they do get, you know, some pushback, mm-hmm. it's not nearly at the level as what this girl is getting.
0: It's, it's not uh, uh, women, black women in general, you know, you go from uh, Serena Williams, you know, mm-hmm. they get the praise, Osaka. you know, yeah. Osaka, you know, just as of recent, but you know, all the ones that have come before them, you know, mm-hmm. um, I I definitely see there is a, um, Know your place attitude when it comes to black women, black women athletes, black women celebrities in general. There is a definite just being right. Well, just um, six, you know, the comparison of black women yeah. versus black men, yeah. right? There's definitely, yeah. you know, you look at, even look at, um, Megan Thee Stallion, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, her whole, you know, uh, even, um, What's the one I can't stand? Uh what's her name? Uh, Cardi B. Yes. Cardi B, you know. Um there is a oh, I don't like uh no. Uh um but just I just don't like her music. It's not, you know, something's particular to her. But the um the idea that they can't have the same spotlight as Black men specifically, when it comes to doing the same their peers, things, their peers, yeah. right? You know, I, I do, I definitely can can see a. You should just be glad that you have been given this opportunity. Yeah. Type attitude when it comes to black women versus black men. You know, like I said, going back to, like I said, from uh, Megan the Stallion to where they did the, the uh, I can't Cardi B. Yes, they did that WAP video and everybody lost it, right? Yeah, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? But when at the same time, you know, years and years and generations and decades have gone, where men, black yeah, men, true. you know, all that's, you know, all the the sex and all the explicit content and all the, you know, nobody, re- people complain, like you said, people complain. What was nearly the, the the venom, you know, that same type of many, venom.
1: It's just, it's just so harsh, and it's just so targeted. It's right?
0: Just, yeah, like, it yeah.
1: It is venom. It's yeah. very venomous.
0: Yeah, same thing yeah. with Serena Williams. Anytime she does anything remotely wrong, you know, it's all the extra, you know. So you can definitely see that with Shakira. at the same time. You know, like you mentioned, she's young. She grew up in social media. She knows how this thing works. So she was using social media to her advantage, which added to the global sensation. And then, you know... um, so you can I can understand her using social media to 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 get that pedestal because that's how she grew up that's how these kids are growing up nowadays. I need to be on social media I need to be a brand different. and her yeah, brand different what, what we you, do. Yeah. you know her her brand is you know young uh you know you got the got the the, the hair color you know you got the, the nails rat, yeah you, yeah you know the attitude the swag that's her whole thing you know so I can understand how she. People would use that and say, "Oh, she was talking crazy." Like I said in, be- in my beginning, I really didn't see it as her talking crazy. It was just her using social media. This is how people talk nowadays. So I don't necessarily this is how
1: see people that. People in the People right. in the two thousands talk. And this is this is how
0: they use social media, right? So you know, I can I don't I didn't necessarily equate that with, oh, you know, she was talking all that, you know, talking crazy, right? But to come in nice. <laughs> good lord (laughs) not fourth (laughs) last you know so I for that reason true true that was my
1: thing that was kind of the way I my
0: perspective yeah so in my opinion for that reason and that reason only you was going to get these jokes you were going to get them you were going to get them you know you're right and like you mentioned I hope she doesn't take all the venom seriously. I hope she recognizes that comes with the territory, unfortunately, of being a athlete, being a celebrity, being a black athlete celebrity, and then being a black woman athlete celebrity and a
1: black woman in the LGBTQ community. So she is just like triple right, right. yeah. I can three different marginalized communities,
0: right? So I hope you know, as like I said, I hope she she. She can brush it off of her shoulder because, again, this is the environment. Right. If you're going to right, if you're going to use social media to your advantage, you have to recognize you can be a disadvantage as well. So I hope for that and that, you know, she that's as simple as that, you know, wash your hands of it, you know, and then come out and (laughs) win (laughs) surprises. Because and I think that's what she said, you know,
2: she, right. she was like the
1: only place to go from ninth, the only place to go from ninth is up. So I think maybe she, you know, hopefully, you know, she's kind of brushed it off and is getting ready for the next day.
0: Right. Because, you know, like you said, uh, people tear uh, build you up to tear you down. But people also love a comeback story. So yes. Well but you have to not be last anymore. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the next story
1: she's in, she's definitely going to have to be improved. Even though people still gonna talk trash about it because if the Jamaicans yeah. aren't doing the- that, then it's gonna kind of like, oh well, she ready is do about to real. I mean, it's it's always going to be something. Honestly. Right. I don't right. I the and, only thing I think that can probably fix this is for her to win the gold medal. But
0: we gotta Winning wait four
2: more years for that. It-
0: Winning makes everything better, right? Uh, yeah. Also, you know, um, I think was kind of unfair uh, was to all the other black women who were actually running in the race because all of the all of the attention was taken off of them and placed and on her, her, you know, which was not fair, you know, so. But and again, all like, the, the,
1: the Jamaicans, they were all asked about her in their s- statements. And right. they're like, I just won. Right. Why are you talking to me about this? Yeah, yeah, Talk yeah, yeah. to me about being the Olympic champion, about right. being the winner of this race. So it's, right. un- it's unfortunate that mm-hmm. it has come down to this because no black woman really won out of this. Right. She carried it in because she came last. Mm-hmm. And Elaine and Sharika
0: uh-huh. and uh,
1: all, those, all those Jamaican ladies that actually won.
0: They were invisible.
1: They lost because they were invisible. And unfortunately, they're probably going to put some of that on her. When uh-huh. I don't think they should. It, sh- it should go to the media because that's where it's coming from.
0: But we're talking about athletes. So... And Jamaicans. So... I'm pretty sure they use that as that proverbial chip on yeah. their shoulder. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming into this and knowing they were coming into this as champions and uh-huh. Olympic medalists. And everybody was talking about this 21 year old mm-hmm. and they're in their thirties. They're kind of sunsetting their career, so to speak. And she's mm-hmm. kind of just coming into hers because mm-hmm. again, she's 21. So right. she probably got three or four Olympics in her.
0: Right.
1: Right. If, if she's healthy. If and, she
0: wins. Yeah, if she wins, <laughs>
1: which, I, I, which I think she will, because again, like I said, we've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely think that was like you know, you're not gonna come over here and make us look stupid. So, you know. yeah. so All unfortunately, right. the losers, the losers lost, the winners lost. Mm-hmm. Nobody really won except for the media and social media.
0: Right. These internet jokes never lose. Never lost. Nope. <laughs> it
1: was funny. I was like, ooh. I was like, I shouldn't be laughing, but it's funny. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh moving in to the uh next and last is the hookup. Um, I did not know that you could actually buy stock and Bitcoin using Cash App. Um, I have my own little personal account that I, you know, call it my little allowance account. And I'm really into um, having conversations with my wife in general and just talk, thinking about money in general. And um, I was watching something on social media and this guy I follow call is calls himself the a Wall Street Trapper. And there's a whole story behind that. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So there's a, a long history behind that. But basically, you know, he into um, the uh, prison system, you, you know, learned stock market, you know, got out of prison and now he is the a stock stock guy. Right. So one of the things he said on social media that kind of stuck with me and I'm starting to use that everywhere is he said cash as in liquid money. Is a depreciating asset. And I was like, You're absolutely right.
1: That is very true.
0: If I'm not using money to make money, it is depreciating because the value will not be the same today that it is tomorrow. I think of the <laughs> Fat Joe uh, meme. Today's price, the price, price yeah, t- is not. Yesterday, right. 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 <laughs> so that's the same thing with cat uh, money. Right. So I'm kind of I'm trying to, you know, uh the whole thing the where we were raised was save your money, save your money, save your money, save your money. Right. Uh, now it's, you know, make your money work for you. Right. So we've, you know, even with this little allowance that I've got, it sits in the bank until I want to pay off a credit card that I use to actually purchase something. Right. So it's like, all right. Even if there was not a lot of money, I probably could still figure out how to use this money to make it just a little bit more money. Right. But what I didn't want to do is get into the long drawn out process of opening a money market account or opening up a, a account with a broker and doing all these extra stuff, jumping through all these other hoops. It's just play money that I use. Right. But I still want to try to figure out how I can use it to make money. So then I was uh, looking around trying to figure out all the different places you can open. I wasn't going to use Robin Hood because I'm not sure if I'm cool with their whole uh, business model, even though a lot of first time stock market traders, investors use Robin Hood. You know, I was trying to figure out, OK, what's something that I already use? that I don't have to jump through all these hoops to actually use my money to invest. So then I was looking around, did some research, found out Cash App, you can actually invest in Bitcoin and you can invest in the stock market. So if you open up or update to the latest version of Cash App, in addition to being able to send and receive money, you actually have a stock market slash Bitcoin section to where you can go through and quickly using your Cash App account that's already connected to your bank account, you actually use that to invest in most stocks and you can use it to invest in mutual funds. And in addition to that, you don't have to own an entire stock. You can actually do the stock um splicing. I think it's what it's called to yeah. where I can invest a portion. I can invest a dollar amount into a stock and then they'll do the math and tell you how much percentage. Oh, how yeah. yeah, yeah or what, so whatever okay. percentage of the share or stock that you own. So, I thought that was pretty cool. So that is my hookup for the week. If you want to invest or just get started investing in the stock market and you don't have a lot of money and you don't want to go through the process of starting up or opening a a money market account, trading account with a major brokerage, you can actually use something that you probably already use to send and receive money. You can use cash app. That's like I said, already connected to your bank account. You can actually use that in like a couple steps actually start to invest um, into the stock market. So again, so you can actually use your money to make money. So that is my hookup. Definitely check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, other than yep, other than that, if you don't have anything else, Nika, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, definitely uh, support the show. We definitely appreciate your continued support, but one of the ways you can support the show, with any cost to you at all, is you can download, rate, and review and share our podcast. We're on Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can engage with us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SnobOS Cast. You can watch us on YouTube. We upload every show, every video show to YouTube. You go to SnobOS Cast. Of course, be sure to do all the YouTube stuff. Like, subscribe. Uh, leave a comment. Um, if you want to go, speaking of comments, if you want to leave a comment to us directly, you can do it two ways. You can go to snoboscast.com or you can send us an email at snoboscast at gmail.com. If you want to support the show financially, you can join our Patreon for as little as $5 a month. You get access to our pre-show, stuff that you won't see on a regular show. You get access to the show live so you can actually watch it early. And get access to our chat community if you go to patreon.com forward slash OS cash. You can do that. If you don't want to do the monthly thing, you just want to give us a one-time love offering, you can do that via PayPal. You go to paypal.me forward slash OS and you can give us a donation there. So other than that, uh, we are out. See you next week. Peace. Bye.